Support for the Trailblazers.fm podcast comes from the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, a national membership network that reminds us that there's no cavalry coming to save the day in our communities. We are the iconic leaders we've been waiting for, the curators of the change we're seeking to see. To learn more about the groundbreaking work of the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, visit tbpod.com slash achievement. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's up, Blazer Nation? Welcome to episode 102 of the Trailblazers podcast. On the day this episode actually is going live, it's January 15th. We're celebrating Martin Luther King Day here in the United States. It's a national holiday where we celebrate on the third Monday of every January. We celebrate the life of Martin Luther King Jr. and his involvement in the civil rights movement of the 60s. He's a well-known spokesman and a leader and played a major part in fighting for racial equality here in America. And I think we all remember him most for his I Have a Dream speech back in August of 63 on the Lincoln Memorial in D.C. So if you're in the U.S., I'd love to hear how you're celebrating Martin Luther King Day. Hit us up on social or an email and tell us how you're honoring Dr. King's legacy today. Our guest today, our featured guest is Dr. Cosette M. White. Dr. White is the founder and CEO of My Financial Home Enterprises. She's a leading authority on personal finances and business strategies. She's been featured all over on Forbes, Black Enterprise, Upscale, HuffPost, and so many more. Women of Wealth actually dubbed her the Wealth Builders Extraordinaire. So in today's conversation, Dr. White and I discuss why our mindset is so important, that financial mindset is so important for us to begin seeing results and becoming financially fit. And she shares some gems on how we can create the right mentality toward our money. So some solid mission fuel. I don't want you guys to go anywhere. You're going to love what she shared here in today's episode. Do me a favor, share this up right now across social, you know, right in your podcast app, there's a share button, find it and share this out with your network of friends and family. And let's get set to jump into this really dope conversation and the wisdom shared by our featured guest, Dr. Cosette M. White. Enjoy. Dr. White, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, absolutely. It is actually an honor to just be able to have this dialogue and conversation with yourself as well as all the other trailblazers that tune in and listen to this. So I'm excited about tonight. Yes. You know, I found myself as I often do around this time of the year, right? In a reflective state. And, you know, I'm a guy of gratitude and I live in that gratitude. And I'm looking back with gratitude for what was a blessed 2017. There was so much that went the right way. And, you know, we can look over the year and even this period as we're entering into this new year now with our sights on 2018, excited for what's to come. But I wanted to start this conversation off with really asking you to share what's an unexpected blessing that you're most grateful for in your life right now. Wow, that's a good question. You know, if I had to say one thing that I'm really thankful for, grateful for, and blessed about is 
earlier in 2017, actually it was January 2017, I received a Lifetime Achievement Award from our 44th president, President Barack Obama, a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the different things that I've done over the years in the community and the number of hours that I've put in and I've given back. So I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I was just really humble to be amongst the other winners that walked away that evening as a Lifetime Achievement Award recipient. And just to know that, wow, you know, I got this from our first African-American president was pretty mind-blowing. And, and to say this, and I know I could go on and on, but when I got the invite, I thought, is this real? Right. It took me a, it took a while before I actually uh, responded to the email and they actually reached out to me and said, I just wanted to confirm that you got your email. And it was at that point when I said, oh my goodness. Oh, so it is real. So yes, that's, I'm very grateful. 2017 has been a very blessed year for me, despite the fact that I had surgery. I can't complain. God has blessed me with so much. That right. Here is the definition of unexpected blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. So I know that you're a resident of Southern California, right? Is, Is that home for you? Has that always been home for you? This is home for me. I am a native Southern California girl. You know, we don't find too many natives here. We have a lot of people that have come here and transplant or just moved here to California. But yes, I am here. I'm from California. I would not know how to act if I had to move to any other state, especially the states that get the four seasons. (laughs) I love the sunny weather. You know, it's the end of the year and it's still in the high 70s for us. So (laughs) I love it. Jamaican boy wanting some of that weather right now. It's been in the teens for too long. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can keep it. (laughs) So growing up, right, always have a motivation to get into business, to maybe pursue entrepreneurship. Where did that come about? Well, let's see. For me, it started when I actually graduated. (laughs) When I graduated from college, I got that first job and I realized that, hey, I don't know if I want to continuously work for someone else getting up in the morning, doing this nine to five on this, you know, routine over and over and over again. And long story short, I ended up staying in corporate for much longer than I had anticipated or really wanted to. And, you know, sometimes in life we get kind of comfortable in situations and it's harder for us to get out of a situation once we're there. But I was always, I was always a dualpreneur, meaning I was working as well as having the business. But it got to a point where I was like, let me jump ship, meaning let me leave this job. And I did, but not because I wanted to, but because some things happened. And I left the workplace and I was working, you know, as a entrepreneur. This was my sole source of income coming in, making things happen. You know, you still have that overhead for the business. You still have that overhead at the household. So I was just making things happen. But something happened and I ended up going back to work. And while I was doing that, I got that urge again that I really wanted to be working for myself full time and not listening to other people tell me what to do, when to come in, when to be to work, when to leave, and if I had to come in on the weekend and things like that. So I was working for one company and I gave my letter of resignation and they asked me to stay on as a consultant. 
I did. I stayed on as a consultant. However, I was still doing my own thing on the side and I am licensed. And some things uh, were transpiring that I did not agree with. And I, you know, I, I stayed on. But one day I went into work in what I call Cosette's dress attire. And they didn't like it. One particular person didn't like it. And he said something to me. So it was at that point that I said, hey, this is for the birds. I've had enough. It's time for me to really step out on faith, do this, navigate my ship, run it the way that I want to so that I don't have to listen to someone else tell me how to operate, how to do things. And that's where the energy, that's where the, that's where it all came from. Just being a rebel and not wanting to listen to anybody. Love it. Knowing that we do, that I do listen, but I just really wanted, I love the spirit of making the income that I wanted and not being stuck into a set income every year in, year out, and then wait for that 3% increase or that 4 or 5% increase. I wanted to have that flexibility to increase my paycheck whenever I wanted to. And I do. And I love that you're sharing this. And, you know, something you said here that kind of dual, it wasn't a hard transition to jump from, because you spent more than 20 years in corporate, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you just jumped up one day and said, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and jump ship. There was a process in that. Uh, could you maybe touch on what happened, the how and the why, you know, in that transition from corporate to saying, okay, you know, full time? Sure, absolutely. Some of the, th- and I, I will say this: what really prepared me, given that I was in corporate, was for so long, is that just the role that I played in corporate America truly prepared me to exit, to put together an exit strategy, which meant I had to really have the finances say in order for me to jump ship. And I did not properly transition correctly the first time as it relates to my finances. And as you know, and anyone out there that works for themselves that is an entrepreneur, you know that in order to go from steady paycheck into working on your own, you know that there's going to be some transitioning. You know you're going to lose all of the benefits that you had at the JLB, such as the medical dental vision. You're not going to have the 401k. You're not going to have all of those things initially. You know, so I when I went back in, I had to really prepare and prep myself and transition mentally and financially. The mental was I'm going to be doing this on my own. I need to make sure that I'm disciplined. I need to make sure that I'm up. I need to make sure that I'm making my calls. I need to make sure that I'm doing my follow up. Otherwise, I'm not going to see the results. I'm not going to see the income coming in. I'm not going to see the business grow. I'm not going to be able to bring on people that can help me because you can only wear so many hats as a CEO of your organization and do them well. So at some point, you're going to have to begin to bring on additional help in order to grow. So that was how I actually prepared myself for the business. Now, my family That was something else, you know, trying to prepare your family from going from a JLB to sole proprietor is totally different. You know, they're accustomed to just like, you know, I I was, I was accustomed to that check coming in and I was a good paid employee, but I had to make some sacrifice. We had to put ourselves on a tight budget. We had to make a lot of cutbacks before we were able to see the income that we were accustomed to. And then things began to blossom. Once things began to blossom, then I would say we made that shift and started living, if not life we were living accustomed to or you know even better that makes any sense absolutely absolutely and i love that you're transparent about that you know you've now been dubbed 
the wealth builder extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want us to dive in and unpack and share some of your nuggets of wisdom. You know, you've helped hundreds of people through a boot camp that you've created called Financial Fitness. And, you know, I found it very interesting that the first of the six steps in your curriculum is money mindset and financial goal setting. And I thought that was really interesting, Cosette, because Many people think about financial fitness and immediately move to building a cash cushion, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that cash cushion was like your step three and it was the last of the six steps for you. Why is mindset so important for us to begin seeing results and becoming financially fit? I love that you asked that question. And, you know, when we talk about money or when we talk about anything, If our mind is not really ready to go, if our mind is not set, if we have not made a conscious decision that we are going to change the outlook of something, then we are going to continuously do what we were doing to get there. As you may or may not know, habits, it doesn't take long for a habit to form, but it takes a lot longer for us to break a habit. You know, if I was to say, let's do this exercise or let's try to save for the next 10 months. That's just words coming out of my mouth. I'm not or someone may not be ready unless they shift the way that they think about money, the way that they feel about money, the way that they appreciate money. You know, when we talk about money and the mindset, a lot of it has to do with our environment, the way we were brought up, the things that we were exposed to, whether that was as an adult or whether that was growing up as a young kid, what were you exposed to? You know, and I like to always give this example because it's a very clear crystal example. I have a client and he's still my client and he knows that I share his story, (laughs) but his wife and he were in my office one evening and we were discussing financial situations and why they were in the predicament that they were in. And long story short, Someone said, well, someone has a shoe buying problem. So, of course, I looked to the wife just, you know, because I thought it was the wife. (laughs) But unfortunately, it was the husband. (laughs) Yes, it was the husband. Now, hear me out, you all that are listening. He had over 200 pair of shoes of Jordans and other tennis shoes. Now, we all know that Jordans are not, you know, inexpensive. They're an expensive pair of shoes to, you know, most. I mean, they're, you know, but the point of the matter is if you have 200 pair of shoes and let's just say you spend in $200 on it on a pair, each pair of shoes, you do the math. So my point in all of this is his mindset was I did not have as a child. And I said when I grew up and I was in a position to make good money or better than what I had growing up. I was going to buy a numerous pair of shoes. So what is that saying? You know, it's his mindset. But what is it really saying? He had a four year old son. He's not setting an example for his son. His son is going to grow up to think, oh, my dad did it so I can do it. My dad spent time in the Nike store. My dad had all these shoes. So this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to take the hard earned money that I make and buy shoes. When we think about that, Only way he was going to change that habit is to say, hey, I got to change. I want to get out of this negative financial predicament that I'm in. So what do I need to do? I need to change how I feel about money, what I think about money, etc. So he's unfolding a habit that 
Well, he learned it as a child. Okay. So that's why I say start with the mind, because if we're not ready, then nothing is going to happen. The habits that we form, the way we feel about money, nothing will happen. It will make, we'll make a temporary shift, but it's just a temporary shift. And I want those in our community, those of color, I want them to shift permanently, not temporarily, but permanently, you know, so that we can live, leave a legacy for our children so that we can have things to lead to the next generation. So that's why it's important to start with the mind. You know, we could talk about retirement. We could talk about investing. We could talk about cash cushions. We could talk about it all, but it's not going to do any good because what's going to happen is it's a temporary shift. And if we find ourselves in a bind again, then we're going to revert backwards to our old habits. Yes. Wow. So I've never really struggled with the shopaholic issues and that end of the mindset, but I know you're a mom. I'm also a parent. And I have to say that entrepreneurship and parenting sometimes creates this conflict between (laughs) needs and objectives, right? When it comes to that financial piece. Yes. You know, before I had kids, I'd do whatever it takes to grow my business, but (laughs) not so much now, right? I got daycare, I got medical expenses, you got a mortgage, you got every Mm -hmm. after school activity. Yes. It's way into my pocket. So my mindset as an individual and an entrepreneur now bumps heads, you know, (laughs) how I would have operated on this ramen noodles mindset before to do whatever it took, right? Did you ever have one of those parental versus entrepreneurial moments? Uh, Yes. When I stepped down from my position, when I went from resigning to becoming independent consultant, that was the shift in the household that my family, my I'm a single mom, that the kids really felt the shift. They really felt the financial impact here in the household because before, you know, we used to go out and eat a lot and we used to do a lot of, we used to dine out. And so when I cut it, it was like, what happened? I don't like that you work from home now. We can't do a lot of the things that you used to do when you were bringing in a paycheck. And that was fine. I was okay with them complaining and not liking the lifestyle that they had to grow into and adjust. But I will say this, years later, they can appreciate everything that happened to them in their teenage years. You know, I was home with them a lot more, but as far as the money goes, yes, we had to make some sacrifices because we still needed to pay the mortgage. We still needed to pay the lights. We still needed to pay all the things that it takes to maintain a home and maintain a business at the same time. So there were days, there were weeks, there were months, there were years where we went without certain things. And when the income began to flow in in a more consistent way, then our lifestyle began to change. But it's a balancing act. And I think that conversation is a much needed conversation in the households where you have young children or even with your spouse. And when I say with our young children, I mean the ones that can really understand, not the not the preschool or, you know, those the kids at that age. I'm talking about the ones that really feel the impact, the teenagers and, you know, those and above. So it was a change, but they love it now. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Well, coming back to it, though, what do you think is at the root of, you know, what are some of the reasons that we feel at maybe positioning our mindset correctly in the first place? 
Well, as I said a few seconds ago, I think it all starts with our environment. It starts with how we were raised, what we were exposed to as youth, as children. And as you can probably agree with me in our communities, financial or money is something that is a subject that is not discussed enough, if all, in our communities. It's not until the young adults have graduated from high school and they have their first interaction with a credit card company that things began to go sour. And in reality, it starts before then, because when you think about it, when kids are growing up and they receive allowances or either they earn their money, however it is, the parents or mentors or whomever are not educating and coaching and instilling in our youth that they need to begin to save. So I really believe that the root cause is it's our environment. It's a generational thing that has really not changed over the years. We've seen some improvement, but we as a people, we're still behind as a generation. I mean, you know, we're still behind when we look at our counterparts as far as saving, as far as putting money away, as far as investing, just all of the above. It just starts from, it starts in the home. And I had this conversation just last night with someone that was interviewing me. And the question was, at what age do we begin to teach our youth about money? I say that we begin to teach our youth about money when they begin to start getting the money for Christmas and holidays and birthdays and whatnot. It is our responsibility as adults, as parents, as grandparents, as aunts, uncles, whoever, to in my personal opinion, educate those kids at that time, take them to a financial institution and say, hey, you got $50. We're going to put away 25 or we're going to put away 40, 30, whatever the case may be. And we're going to allow you to spend the rest, but we cannot take this money and blow it. And what I mean by that is when you take them to the bank, educate them then. This is a deposit ticket. This is how we opened up the account. Start, you know, use children friendly words, so to speak that will resonate and that will begin, they will begin to form habits because they're seeing you take them to the bank, they're experiencing it, and maybe they'll get really excited about putting their money away. But as soon as the kid is knowledgeable about getting some money and putting it away, you know, when we also think about money, you know, for the five and below, we need to teach them what's the value of money. You know, a dollar penny, quarter, nickel, what does it mean? You know, because they just think it's money and it's, but it's more to it than just money, you know, and money is a tool, but we need to educate them what they can do with that tool as they grow older. And if they have lots of tools that they could do lots of things, but if they don't have lots of tools, (laughs) then it can, you know, make life a little harder. So swinging back to the grown folk and (laughs) the grown problems, what are some daily exercises that you recommend we begin engaging in right now that can help us to create the right mentality and that mindset towards how we handle our own money? Okay, that's a very great one. And I think any time is the right time to really review and analyze our financial situation. But being that we're at heading out of the holidays and getting a brand new fresh start for the new year, now's a great time. And the great exercise that I would like to say to those of you that are listening, and I say this to anybody that you could do throughout the year, if you have a issue with spending and you're not really conscious of where your money is going, 
do this exercise that I'm going to share with you. And it's tracking your expenses, your all of your money, your income and your expenses for the next 14 to 21 days. If you can go 21 days, great. If you need to stop at 14, great. But just take an assessment of where your money is going. You know, whether that's buying the snacks out of the vending machine at work, whether that's buying excessive pair of shoes when you really don't need them. And what I say for those that like to shop, you need to ask yourself, is it a want or is it a need? You know, and a lot of times it's just a want. And once you realize it's a want, then you'll start saving more money. But do the exercise, write down everything that you spend on for the next 14 to 21 days, and then write down all of the income that comes in. At the end of the 21 or 14 days, review what you're spending your money on and take a look at where you can decide to cut back. Again, it's all about a mind shift. And I say this in order to change our mind, in order to change the way that we think, it takes a good 21 days for anything to start shifting when we talk about habits. It takes forever to change habits, but it doesn't take long for us to form the habits. So we're working in reverse mode, so to speak, trying to undo something that we've glued together for all of these years. So start with doing that exercise. Start with putting together maybe even a budget. And I know that there are some individuals out there that hate the word budget. But when we think about a budget, all a budget is, you all, is simply a way to navigate our money. We're telling our money where to go, how we're going to spend it, how we value it, you know, that's what a budget really is. But a true budget is a document that we can look at at any given time and say, okay, this is what I budgeted. I budgeted my household expenses to be $2,500 for the month. Wow, what happened? We went over by $3,500. I didn't even realize I had an extra thousand. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Or it could be the other way. I budgeted $2,500 and I only have $2,000. What is it that I need to do to make up the deficit? Okay, and that's where I want all of you to start putting on your thinking cap. What is it that you can do that won't take away from your family time, won't take away from what you value in life right now, but it can be another way for you to bring in additional income into your household? It could be a number of different things, you all. There are so many ways out there that you can make money and still work from home and you know, it's seamless. No one will know that, you know, you're working in your kitchen or your family room and you're making money. Okay. We're not going to get into that on this particular conversation, but there are numerous ways for you to make money, but you have to really start thinking outside the box. You have to have the willpower. You have to be determined and you have to just want to do it. If you want to make change, you will do it. That's just like, if you want those shoes, but you know, you really can't afford them. You're going to go get them anyway, right? It's like we find a way to make a way when we want to. Find a way to make a way to change the trajectory of your financial situation. Learn how to create realistic, meaningful goals that you're happy to have. And they're not just a one-time thing, you all. It's a lifetime change. Not, oh, for 2018, I want to change. Make it a lifetime shift. When I was down and out, I had to really make it a lifetime shift. I had to pick up books. I had to start reading on internet. I had to download apps. I had to really, really condition myself that I don't want to stay on struggle road. There's a better life for me. There's a better life that I want for my family, my children, 
And I want to be able to say, hey, when they're ready to go to college, I don't want to be able to say, no, you can't because I can't afford it. I want to say, hey, where do you want to go? Let me know. They fill out the applications, et cetera, et cetera. Fill out the paperwork, get them in school. Okay. So hopefully I answered that question. (laughs) You absolutely did. And I'm challenging our Blazonation right now, you know, not to regress to our old habits by mid-January, right? Right. Mr. Hart, let's really challenge each other to carry the habits, carry these new habits at least mid-March, right? I'm sure by it will become more consistent and more, you know, you'll be accustomed to whatever you choose to step into and figure out where there's a comfort zone. And it's not easy by any means, and it does take time, but really fight for it and work towards that mindset shift that will help transform your financial well-being. It's something that I've worked on over the last 10 years, and I'm in so much better of a place today than I was back then. And it was definitely not, you know, a switch, but progressively it got better and better and better to where it is today. And to your point, you know, this whole month was inspired by a research study put out by Policy Now that, you know, highlighted the fact that, you know, the black population is headed towards zero wealth mm-hmm. by 2050. And that's that's a startling warning signal to us that we have an opportunity now to make sure that we start changing what needs to be changed so that doesn't become fact, right? So I appreciate you sharing these nuggets of wisdom and and sharing some daily exercises that we can start to employ right now. I know you're also an acclaimed author as well as an avid reader. And, you know, before we wrap up, I'd love to invite you to maybe share a couple books or resources that might be able to help us position our mindset in the right direction. That's a good one. That's a good one. Before we jump into the books, because as you were talking, I wanted to just, you know, something just came to mind about our people. You know, I am a tax preparer as well. And a lot of times when I see clients' W-2s come across my desk here in front of me, a lot of times our people, our community are not saving. They're not putting away that 401k and putting away. You you all, for those of you that are working, you have a job. you have that opportunity to put money into your 401k for retirement. Please, I cannot stress it enough. Pay yourself first. Put some money away into the 401k. That's an easy, easy savings vehicle for you. Start at the minimum amount if you can't you know, have a stretch goal. And especially if your employer is doing a match. Okay, If you're not putting away, then I say that you're leaving money on the table. All right. You're leaving money on the table that you can benefit from in your future years when you retire. And also hear me clear. It also reduces your taxable income. All right. So just, you know, as he said, he read a study and it shows that we we're way behind you all. (laughs) That's all I can really say. Financially speaking, we're way behind. And we as a people, we need to do something about it and stop having that I don't care attitude, or I can't take the money with me attitude, forget about it. So what I want to share with you all is I want to share my book, Attracting the Best. And, you know, when we talk about mindset, when we talk about law of attraction, we need to really be careful about what we speak about. Okay. What we think about, we bring about. And my book, Attracting the Best, it's about wealth, prosperity, and abundance affirmations. It's all about speaking into existence, what you want. And I talk about it from a biblical standpoint. At the end of each chapter, 
There's journal space for in there for you to write your journals, to write how you feel about the affirmation, to write about what you want to do to change that. What I love about the book is that you can go through the 31 days of affirmation and then you can start over again, month after month, quarter after quarter, however you choose to. You can begin to get in the habit to create your own affirmations about things that you want to affirm and to bring into your space. It's positive energy that we want to flow into our space. So attracting the best and it's on amazon.com. You can also head over to the book's website, which is attractingthebest.com as well. If you go to the website, I will personally autograph a copy of the book for you. And if you go to amazon.com, it won't be autographed, but it will be shipped directly to you and you'll get it probably sooner than if it comes through on our website. But pick up the book. It's a great way to shift into the new year as we're talking about our mindset, as we're talking about money, and as we're talking about making a healthy shift for a lifetime, not just a temporary shift. And the next book that I would like to share with you all, and it's not out yet, but I'm putting it out there in the universe, it is Unveiling the Mask. And it is actually my next book. It'll be out this spring. And it goes through the 12 steps for getting back on track after facing a financial disaster. And it's actually, it's a my story as to what I went through, through my marriage and how I almost lost it all and how I was penniless and how I was able to regain and get back on track and where I'm at today. And I say this not to brag or to boast, but I say this to say, if I can do it, <laughs> anyone can do it. It's just that we have to change our the way we think. We have to be devoted and we have to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I say this too. Remember, you are the captain of your ship. You are in control of how your money is navigated, where your money goes, how it's spent, the turns, the rights. If you want to stay on financial struggle road, hey, go on over there because I don't want to be with you. I want to be over here on success road. I want my portfolio to continuously grow. I want to continuously build and I want to continuously be in a position where I can leave a legacy for my family. My legacy may be totally different from your legacy, but that's what we're working towards, you all. You know, we're working towards leaving a legacy for our family members. All right. Yeah. So one last question for you, Dr. White. What's one action that we should take this week that's going to help us to blaze our trail? The one action that I'm going to leave with you all, and I've already said it, but I, I want you all to seriously, let's make it whenever you listen to this, I want you to write on your calendar day one. And then I want you to write, you know, figure out when's 21 days from today. And I want you to get a journal that you're going to use for the next three weeks. And I want you to maintain all of your expenses, everything you spend on. And that's going to be a great start. I'm not saying you must do this, but grab a copy of Attracting the Best. If it's not in your budget to grab a copy of the book, then write your own money affirmations and begin to repeat them daily throughout the day. If you come across one or two that are your favorites, Put them on your refrigerator, put them on your bathroom mirror, and just start repeating the affirmation every single day. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, whatever it is that you are affirming will come to life. So those are the actions that I want you to do. Start the 21-day challenge to track what you're spending to see where you can make budget cuts. And then I want you to start doing affirmations in 2018. 
money affirmations, or whatever it is that you want to affirm into your life. Dr. White, thank you so much for sharing some mission fuel with our Blazing Nation today. I'm excited to begin putting some of this into action in my own life. For those that are loving everything that you're seeing right now and they want to continue learning from you, tell us how we can find you online and get connected. Absolutely. I love to hang out. My two favorite platforms is LinkedIn as well as Facebook. And my third favorite, of course, would be Instagram. But you can find me at Cosette M. White, and I'll spell the name for you. It is C-O-Z as in zebra, E-T-T-E. M and then just like the color white. So Cosette M white. You can find me on any of those platforms. Like I said, I'll list them in order, LinkedIn, Facebook, and then Instagram, but feel free to connect with me there. My website, my website is www.myfinancialhome.com. Again, that's www.myfinancialhome.com. Once you're there on the site, you'll have an opportunity to opt in to receive notifications on ongoing newsletters, any events that I may be having, or podcast shows that you may want to tune in and listen to and gain additional information as it relates to your finances. You'll also have an opportunity to look at the services that we offer at My Financial Home. Fantastic. Dr. Cazette White, thank you so much. You are welcome. This has been a pleasure. And hopefully something, if not everything, but one thing that I said has resonated with some of the listeners out there. And I'm going to say my hat is off to all of you for a successful year. Get your money straight. Right. (laughs) Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tdpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers. Cheers.